What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Water the Pod. I have a very special guest today. We got my man Matt O'Keefe, aka Chief Keefe, in the house, guys. How are you, Brady? Thanks for having me, man. Good to be with you. And I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, just like we were talking just a few minutes ago, I reached out to you a few months ago, try to try to get you on, and then something I don't even know. I think I. I don't something messed up through the emails and then I'm one of us missed it and reached back out and he's taken the time out of, out of his super crazy schedule in between, in between all the events that, that he, that he's running and all the businesses that he's got going on to chat with me. So I really appreciate it, my man. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime again, good to be with you. And uh, yeah, it's been a little chaotic lately. So uh, apologies for, for missing the last one, but no, you're, let's you're get good. Going. You're good. Well, let's go ahead and kick it off. I don't know if, too many people know, I think people, more people know you as Matt Fraser's manager, but I don't think they know the Matt, the Matt O'Keefe, the chief Keefe that does a lot more than just manage the, the fittest man in, in history. So why don't you go ahead and give a, uh, give a description on, on what, on what all you do and what all you have going on right now. Yeah, thanks. I, I, I'm always okay with people just thinking that's all I do, by the way, um, <laughs> Matt, Matt trusted me a long time before anybody else. Um, you know, or maybe even I deserve to be uh, accepted by him too. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, um, you know, and, and a lot of it spun out of my relationship with him early on, but I, I had started a business really early on into my CrossFit experience. Um, just as a, as a CrossFit affiliate member, um, I started a company called Redline and um, it was, you know, just a side fun project for me at the time. And um, that's how I met Matt. You know, I sponsored him. My relationship developed into, you know, um, the, you know, the manager agent relationship pretty quickly with him. Um, and fast forward to today through that and, you know, obviously, you know, my work with him and my work through Redline and uh, getting more involved in the community. Um, I run a business called <clears throat> Loud and Live Sports um, out of Miami. We own what a lot of people recognize as Wadapalooza. So we own and operate that and, you know, last year got really aggressive or two years ago with uh, sanctional events and, and added four more events to our portfolio, bought Granite Games, started West Coast Classic, started the Spanish event Madrid Championship and Mayan in Mexico. So we um, are, you know, really essentially a full services marketing agency on the sports side and we, we concentrate health, wellness, fitness, training but we work for brands. Uh, we do digital and uh, event marketing for brands, uh, engagement marketing, and uh, we work with athletes. We manage a lot of the bigger name athletes in the space, and uh, we own we own uh, a bunch of events. Awesome. So, before we really kind of dig kind of dig in, uh, how did you? I, don't, I also don't really like like I said, I've I've kind of known who you, I've kind of known who who you were and followed you throughout the years, but I don't even know if I really know how you got into CrossFit. Like, when did you find CrossFit? Um, when did you kind of decide that this is the the sport that that you wanted to do? And by you know, I use sport lightly because I think a lot of people get CrossFit as a, just a, an everyday fitness lifestyle and competing at the games mixed up. So, you know, when did you find it as your form of fitness or your sport or, you know, kind of whatever, whatever you want to call it? Yeah, it was a mix for me too, between sport and lifestyle fitness. Um, you know, I, cer I certainly on the initial side came in um, as someone seeking a different way to work out. Um, and then, you know, I, I quickly, you know, was attracted to competing in it. Um, chased that for a little bit with, you know, my gym, uh, you know, you know, as regional teams, things like that. Um, doing events. Um, but um, yeah, I, I was a college athlete, kind of got out of shape, you know, um, started to, you know, do other, you know, I did yoga, I did TRX, you know, I ran like, and I was, you know, I was always a, swooper on fitness like i would get really fit and you know get back into doing some athletic stuff you know I, i'm very i'm very competitive i love team sports so like i would always like you know do flag football whatever it was just to try to stay in the game and you know i was competitively golfing at one point and um but i you know fitness was always this like peaks and valleys thing for me i i, I, I always got bored you know i got bored running on a treadmill i got bored using an elliptical i got bored doing yoga or a trx and you know i would fluctuate in my health and wellness i eat shitty get heavier 
Um, and you know, I'd gotten fit and I was getting bored and recognized it and had a lot of friends that had done CrossFit. And there was a, there's an affiliate in my hometown that I started at. That's one of the original in the world. Um, and so I just, you know, kind of said, Hey, I'll give it a try. Like I had always had that same perception that I think a lot of people do often, unfortunately, which is like, it looks too extreme for them, but I kind of ponied up and knew some people there and, and went and did a, uh, an on-ramp and got my ass handed to me. And, um, I, funny enough, I tell this story all the time that my link to the sport was kind of my day one at the, at the, at the gym was, um, an open workout. So I, I did my, you know, on-ramp and, the first class was like, I don't know, remember if it was like Wednesday or Thursday at the times when open announcements were announced and then did in, in the class, but it was, might've been a Thursday. I think they were announced Wednesday nights. Cause it was like, I think in 2012 and it was seven minutes of burpees. Ugh. So that was my first CrossFit workout ever. And what attracted me to it at that point where I was hooked and I knew I had kind of found something that, you know, was competitive kept me healthy like I was so excited to dig more in on was just I was laying down and jumping up and people were screaming at me cheering for me and like it was competitive and I was racing people around me and I was like damn this is like right what I need and like the the, the rest obviously is history but you know for me it was like you know it's transitioned into like truly health wellness focused, you know, fit for life, you know, I'm better at my job and better as a dad and a husband and, and everything I do, because, you know, I choose to work out every day, you know, I'm not like, I'm not focused on my friend time. And like, you know, I do a lot of emoms and machines. And, you know, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm a lot more practical about my approach today than I was on the early on, I was like, you know, how fast can I do Helen? And how much can I snatch and clean and jerk? I don't, do as much of that stuff anymore you know the open comes around i jump in because it's such a fun community event you know i'll do our online stuff for waza but um you know yeah it's it's uh it's been an amazing journey and there's you know obviously we still have peaks and valleys but my peaks and valleys are you know i still get out in the gym every day and do it because it's different and it's variable and it's all the things we love about crossfit and the one thing that's been missing for me probably the last year, um, I have a, I'm very fortunate. I have a great setup at my house. Um, you know, I, I've a, I essentially have an affiliate in my garage, you know, and, um, in my affiliate, local affiliate that I go to CrossFit the swamp done a phenomenal job with, um, with COVID. Um, I chose not to go there, not really because I was afraid of COVID, but you know, not a lot of people are as fortunate as I am to have all that stuff at home. So some people, that's the only way they can work out. So, you know, and classes were limited. So I haven't really had a lot of um, community lately, you know, and, and working out with other people. It did go back for the first time this week. And it's like, you know, it's amazing to be back in that environment. So it's been a tough year to really stay motivated. And I've done it, thankfully. Um, but yeah, that's been my journey. And I'm looking forward to what the next 10 years look like. I love it. Yeah. And I think... Uh you said that this week you went back for the first time. It's such a breath of fresh air coming, coming back to a class versus working out by yourself. Cause last year during quarantine and my parents live about 30 minutes down, down the road, I say down the road, but 30 minutes away from my house. And we have, and I, I built a small home gym there. I've, there's, you know, pull up bar, I got a wall ball before quarantine and all that. And, uh, so me and my girlfriend would go down there and work out in, in the basement during quarantine and it's pretty much do class workouts. You know, we could do toe to bar pull-ups, chest bar, couldn't do bar muscle-ups or ring muscle-ups, but we could still do wall balls, snatches, cleans, what, you know, whatever. And, uh, it was, we, we opened back up early May, I believe. And about, well, oh, there we go. We're good. That was, I had an audio thing there, but uh, about a week before we opened up, the first gym that I started at up the road, they had opened up before us. And on my birthday, I was, I, I was itching. I was like, I got to hit a class. <laughs> so I just dropped in there. I was like, guys, I'm dying to, I'm dying to hit a class. And it was just such a big breath of fresh air, seeing everybody that you hadn't seen in at least a month. And for you, it's been a year. So I can only imagine how much fun that was getting to throw down with all your buddies in the class again. It was, it was great, honestly. I, and I've been lucky enough that, you know, I do travel quite a bit and I have, um, um, 
I've gotten to travel a little through COVID. I wouldn't say I have to, like I, you know, there was a lot of athlete related stuff that I chose to travel a little bit when, you know, it wasn't um, a time a lot of people were traveling. So I was in Tennessee quite a bit leading up to the games with Matt and Tia. You know, I've gone and seen Katrin a bit <clears throat> over at CrossFit New England here and there when I had the opportunity. So I've been able to be um, in some gym environments, but there's nothing like your home gym, home affiliate. Um, you miss that stuff because that's, you know, I, lo I love it. I missed all the boys uh, doing a class. You know, you, it's like funny. It's what's been so attractive to you get butterflies. You want to perform. You want to do well. You want to compete. You want to put up a good time. Like I've missed that. You know, um, we've done Zoom and all the crazy stuff um, throughout the last year, you know, we did an event United in movement. Like we've had all these opportunities to be present and have some level of, you know, community around fitness, but um, it's just not the same, you know, to, to the, you know, the, the real magic is being in that gym with, with, uh, with your people. That's right. I 100% agree now. So got through quarantine kind of got the whole, uh, what's up, dude, this is my dog. There you go. Um, all right. <laughs> so so dude stop okay you're embarrassing me um so your first business through crossfit was was redline i first found redline i believe in 20 2015 i think because i've you know i've been following you know i'm a re really big fraser fan i think he's you know i've thought he's been a good dude of you know, I, you know he's a great dude i don't know him personally i met him one time at the mayhem classic I walked by you guys and then later and then later, later on during the weekend or that first Friday, I, I met him and took a picture and said, what's up and good luck this year. Um, but I saw him wearing the shorts and I thought they were super cool. Um, I bought a pair, still think they were super cool. Um, but how did you kind of come up with the idea of wanting to start a, 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 a clothing brand and through CrossFit, especially, I mean, in 2015, like, Reebok was big, Rogue was big, but there weren't too many small, small businesses in the space that were do that were making a killing, or at least from my eyes, that were making a killing off of the CrossFit space. Yeah, it, it was. Um, and I started the business in like October of 2013. Didn't really bring product live um, until I, I believe like we went live that Black Friday, like 20. Um, no, I'm sorry. We went live the 2014 Black Friday. So it was about a year labor of love getting, you know, manufacturing, building the brand, you know, finding the right people to, to help with. But um, it was really just the time, you know, and a lot of people newer to CrossFit won't understand because it's a very developed space now uh, commercially and, you know, as a sport. But back then it was very new and there was a lot of cool opportunity and it was such a such a, you know, a grassroots community. Um, and, and it, it allowed for things like that. It's harder today. Um, business is hard anyway, but like, you know, it was just like, uh, things that were CrossFit, like born in CrossFit by a CrossFitter were super accepted, uh, at that time. And, and I was just passionate about it. And I was always, I, I do say this often, I was always very entrepreneurial in spirit, but I had never really taken a chance on myself at that point. I'd always worked for, you know, I sold insurance. I was in a family business, the auto industry. And, um, you know, I was like, you know, getting um, sort of the gall up to like take a chance on myself, you know, throughout my life at that point. I don't remember how old I was, maybe 33 or 32, 33 at the time. And and in, in the buildup really was, um, I was like, you know what? I'll start, start something on the side. I think this is a good opportunity. I have an idea for a brand that I think makes a lot of sense for, you know, how CrossFitters act. And, um, you know, just kind of like threw caution in the wind and got after it. Um, that was really it. And it was, it was mostly at the time, like, ah, I'll run around to some local stuff. I'll see how it goes. And I don't know, it might've been like when I launched live to like three months later, I was quitting my job things were really busy. Matt was taken off at the same time. Um, you know, that year was like, uh, he had gone to regionals and not qualified for the games that year. 13, um, right? Yeah. Yeah. 13. And so then, um, I think I, I got my timelines screwed up, but anyway, I think I did launch in 13. So then an ECC 14 was kind of like this coming out party for us. ECC was this big event at the time. Ben Bergeron ran it. 
Matt competed at it. Nobody really knew who he was. Every big name games competitor in the world was there and he dusted the field. He won every workout and he was wearing red line. And it was kind of like, you know, for us, huge coming out, you know, he was all over media everywhere. And people were like, who the hell is this kid? And um, it just kind of went crazy. And it allowed me the opportunity to like, look at it, focus it, you know, as my, the only thing I did. And it was, it was awesome. It was a great start for me. And I'm, you know, super grateful today and always will be for Redline. Redline just taught me one thing, which was that I can do anything no matter what, like I still have the tools now, you know, I don't have a lot of fear around business because in the end I can start again. Um, you know, and that was like the big key learning was, you know, how to start from point A and get from point A to point B to, to launch and, you know, what it takes to build a brand and, what it is to to work something on your own like that and um i've applied it to everything i've done and um you know but again at, you know it being entrepreneurial in spirit and then being entrepreneurial are two different things and i've learned that i've always thought i was an entrepreneur but you you know it's hard that's a big step and um i'm, I'm grateful i took it and the people that believed in me to help me you know see it through to fruition and it's been a fun ride that's awesome. So for anybody newer that's not listening, ECC, in my opinion, was the spot. Uh, it it was. was. ECC was dope. I got I got into CrossFit just, I think the last year they did it was 15. And it was, yep. Still go back and find some footage, but man, it was just, it was, it was cool. It was, it, from the pictures and the, the few pictures and videos that I've seen, it was small. It was intimate. They, it looked like they small in this, like the building size. Um, it looks relatively smaller, but it was just packed out. You know, everybody was there. Just like you said, they had, they had everybody who's anybody out on the floor throwing down. And it was, it was awesome. That was the um, 15 was, I think what we're born um, my, you know, passion for events. I got more involved with Ben in ECC. Ben's a great friend. And, um, you know, he asked, you know, me to help a little bit with that event that year. And, um, you know, I got, you know, more uh, sort of read in on, you know, event operations and, you know, really found some passion in that then, um, not even knowing, you know, I'd ever go that route at some point in my career you know, cause it's so interesting how that opportunity arose for me, uh, with what I currently do, but that, that, um, that experience in 15, you know, there's some, there's, it's awesome. Like I think Ben ended that event for all the right reasons for him. Um, man, I, I wonder some days like what that would look like today, knowing just how much, uh, CrossFit has taken off, you know, it surely would be one of the semifinal or, and would have been a sanctional and it would be, you know, a, a very significant event. And it just wasn't, you know, Ben's core focus in, in event life is, is, is a lot of work, you know, oh, yeah. running an event, even a showcase event like that, which is just two days is a full-time job. And it was just taking on too much of a life of its own. And I didn't really at the time, funny enough, I think the option was for me to maybe help um, but you know, it wasn't like at the time I just didn't have that vision on it. It was like, nah, I'm running this thing. It's going really well. Um, I'm also an agent, you know, now, um, I'm kind of running two businesses and, um, it's just funny to have end up where I was, but that's, you know, really where I got super passionate about events. Cause that event was super cool. Branding was so on point. Mm -hmm. Execution was premium and Ben was good at it. It just wasn't something he loved. Mm, yep and yeah and i th i definitely agree with you it would have been one of the sanctionals no doubt uh he's just i don't know him personally but he's just a good dude he's a smart dude who cares about fitness um but yeah i think you uh i yep i think you're and that that event was back to back like people won't even remember this is wadapalooza was born the same time we would have been 10 years uh Wadapalooza this past year uh in january which we had to cancel because of covid so our 10th waza but 11th year will be in 22 january but it was still a very new event you know um and again ecc was very similar track you know ecc started as a local throwdown in ben's gym and then it moved to a bigger venue um which is where i met matt and it used to be in october in 2013 and 
you know, um, and it was at like a university indoor track facility. Same with Waza. Waza was this like 150 person event that was thrown down. Funny enough, in the same venue it's in now, but just, you know, very small. Um, and so they were kind of like running these parallel tracks and they were uh, running um, in concurrent in concurrent weekends like they were right back to back so now at that point in 14 and 15 people would do waza and fly up and do um elite athletes were competing back-to-back weekends which like they'd never do now right um, and at the time it was like the right you know like guido trinidad founder of wadapalooza would run the beatdown at waza which is a beatdown as an event organizer he'd fly up and compete on a team at, at, at ecc the next weekend so it was a super cool time um and the, 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 what would have you know what were at the time clearly the two biggest events in the world outside of anything crossfit focus related that crossfit owned uh were back-to-back weekends i love it yeah it was it was awesome man it was it was super cool especially for the northeast area uh so Talk to me a little bit about what it's like being an agent and why don't you list off uh, just a handful of the big, of the, of the big name people that you, uh, that, that, that you work with other than, other than Fraser. Cause I think everybody knows that. Yeah, no, um, I, we work with a lot of people, um, you know, on the guy's side, you know, Matt, obviously Brent, uh, Pat, Brent Fikowski, Pat Vellner, uh, Cole Sager, Justin Medeiros, um you know we've worked with sam dancer since the beginning you know um you know he's dadding right now and you know getting back to competing but um and tia claire toomey katrin david's daughter annie thor annie thor's daughter um brooke wells um and there and many and many more but we we've um been very fortunate you know matt was the first athlete and has always been a big you know fan of mine when it was just me doing it and you know now obviously there's a huge you know group of people that that help you know uh support those those athletes on an annual basis daily basis um and you know being an agent you know it's funny it's like we we talk internally sometimes um you know about business because you know i run a sports marketing agency now but it's what i most identify with um you know and it's it's um it's just you know I, you know, I care about everything deeply that I do. Um, and it's just those guys were, they're so special to me. And, um, you know, we were, you know, I was an agent before it was fashionable in our space really. And, and at the time I didn't even, wasn't even comfortable using that like agent or manager, you know, and, um, because it was more of just like protecting friends and, you know, making sure that we helped the space grow. Um, I always felt like I worked for, you know, our clients, the athletes and the brands, you know, because it, it, in the grand scheme of things at the time, if, you know, we took, you know, in describing a little about what it's like is, you know, if we took on, you know, if Matt took on a sponsor and I did it wrong, I could hurt that business at the time because there were so many startup businesses in the space. And, you know, um, you know, you know, they needed to be, you know, I, I learned from my father in the car business that, you know, everything was a long-term look and, you know, it was about long-term relationships and partnerships. And I really tried to apply that to the space. And still today, like it, it can't, you know, when I partner with somebody or have a conversation about partnering with an athlete at an event or doing marketing work, it has to be about well, what does this look like in three, five and 10 years? I don't want to be a merry-go-round with brands um, with, you know, a, you know, a particular athlete or an event, like we want to really build longstanding partnerships. So, you know, it's, um, it's about like, you know, being an agent's a balancing act. It's, you know, first of all, my priority and job is to do a really good job to create revenue and, and capitalize for our clients, you know, but at the same time, you know, the, the, there was, you know, that's the, the job, but the, you know, I also have to really do a good job for and with those athletes for the brands so they get an ROI and grow those relationships. It isn't about money as the answer. It's it's about everybody doing the right thing and, and partnering and, and working really hard with each other and growing. And then that other stuff kind of takes care of itself. It's always been my approach and my belief on the best way to look at how you, you know, you build and, and execute those relationships. Um, it can't be transactional. You know, it's, that's very un, unattractive to me on the event side or an athlete side, but, but as an agent, um, you know, it's, um, 
it's a it it's it's complex you know and by the way working with so many different people that are competitive with each other can be complex too we do a, a great job as a group that's not just me like trusting each other and knowing that there's a bigger cause involved all their success is predicated you know on each other's success um you know but uh it's wild it's awesome i i love it you know it's something i'll always go back to no matter you know what i do it's a big piece of what i do um but again that's a group of people that gave me a lot of trust um you know before i even knew what i was doing you know i just i knew how to take care of people and how to service and you know how to build relationships and partnerships uh which is really what it all comes down to back today now knowing that i'm an agent and i you know i know the industry and i know that industry sport-wide um i think the people that are best at it um do it that way you know partner um execute you know think long term don't be transactional. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the, the biggest thing I think people need to need to know about whether they're starting their own business or doing whatever is just care. You know, whether you're a local CrossFit coach at your gym or you're starting up your own gym or you're starting up your own business in whatever field, you just have to care, care about the product, care about the people coming in, care about whatever the work is that you're doing. And I think I think if you can get that part in, then I think everything else will kind of follow. Uh, but since you manage all of these all of these competitive athletes have at any point in your in in your career of being an agent or a manager, have you ever had people leave because maybe they weren't comfortable with you being an agent for other competitive athletes within their field. Cause I, you know, I know uh, in the NBA or the NFL, you'll have, you'll have agents for people on the same team for people, you know, the top people across the, across the league, wherever, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's normal there. It's so big. Um, and it's not that big of a deal. I feel like there, but since CrossFit, I mean, the CrossFit games is still so small relative to those sports, you know, has anybody left, loud and live or said, Hey, you know, this just really isn't working out with me and you not for any big reason that you or them have done just the fact that you work with so many other athletes in the same division, basically. Yeah, the direct answer is yes. In, 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 and, um, to this day, still very close with anybody I've ever worked with, whether I'm still working with them or not. Um, that is important to me because, you know, whether we work together or not, depending even current people, it's, you know, they'll always be friends. That's, you know, I, you know, we, I build relationships with people um, in, in, in the backside of that is like, there are probably some people I don't work with because, you know, the relationship lacked or, you know, I, you know, th th that was missing on that side. You know, I really want to work with people I care for, they care for me and, and we work well together, but that, that, um, yeah, you know, it's the answer is is that we're not a fit for everybody, um, which is okay. Um, and what we do isn't unique, as you're you're pointing out, right? Like it's uh, there's a lot of experience in sport that will just say like, hey, we're pretty similar to what anybody does in any sport. It gets complex on our side because it's an individual sport that you know it's a small space, and you know you would look at it possibly um, maybe even as an athlete, as you know, you're competitive for sponsorship. There's plenty to go around on that side. And one thing that I think we've built a lot um, of understanding and trust around is that, you know, we're perfect in one thing, which is like, you know, we concentrate on and do the best job for each individual. And um, you know, like there isn't stuff that comes in for Matt that ends up in, you know, Pat's lap because I'm like, ah, he's a better fit. Forget that you asked me about Matt. Like if somebody calls me about Matt, like that's a Matt conversation. It isn't to sell an event or, you know, six other things that I'm involved in. I know I do a perfect job of that. So, you know, I, if I, I always, you know, teach my people that work with me, especially on the athlete side, Hey, like, you know, the sleep test for me is like really where it's at for you in life. Uh, you can put your head on the pillow and know that you're doing a perfectly good job by people for people. Um, you've done a good job. And in, in the end, sometimes what, in what you're speaking to is you can't overcome, you know, um, perception because perception becomes reality sometimes if some people think it's conflicting or you know they're you know you know x competitor wins the games and b competitor finishes second and uh, they want their own team or you know it doesn't work sometimes you know and i'm proud of most of the the ability that we've had to maintain all those relationships even in their complexity like i've worked for matt since day one 
his top competitors are my clients. And by the way, I will say, and, and, and people should hear this is he's referred most of them to me, meaning like they've said, Hey dude, you do good with, you know, your sponsors stuff. Like who takes care of it? O'Keefe, you should call him. Here's his number. He's great. I wish you would work with him. So like, and even with that, there still then becomes complexity because, um, you know, now they're like, you know, dealing with the same guy, you know, what, what gets really complex with me or did, and now is, you know, essentially over because Matt's retired is like, and a lot of people don't know this. Um, but, um, I was Matt's essentially coach in competition. You know, I always called myself a caddy, like, you know, and I really was just a caddy, you know, where it was, um, you know, cause I didn't coach Matt. I knew Matt better than anybody. Um, so that was a really good place for me to live because at his first, you know, at the, the 2014 regional, I was on his coaching band, but I was like, you know, mostly like just checking in on him, and it evolved over time. But, you know, I'm in the back in the heated, most heated of moments with Matt and, you know, Pat Vellner is a client and a friend and a friend of Matt's. But like when we would got there, there was always like, I do a good job communicating is what I feel like, you know, so you know, in those moments, it was like, you know, no, I was Matt's guy at the games or at regionals. And those guys all were respectful of it because in the end, um, they're super smart, empathetic human beings that understand the full picture. And, you know, we do a good job together on the business side. So it's like, you know, Pat could be, could easily just say, Hey, like I do well, we do well together. It works, you know, and, and some people, yeah, can't handle that. And, and that's okay too, by the way. I, I, I feel very comfortable with, you know, the fact that, um, you know, and I feel very proud that people have, you know, and they've been very upfront, like I've never had like a really bad ending. Right. Um, so those are um, just the realities of what I do, honestly. Um, and it's never going to be any different. But, you know, I think um, as we evolve and grow and time, you know, uh, accumulates, um, in the younger generation comes in, I think there's more and more, um, per, you know, uh, optics on how it's worked for us for so long, where I think there's becomes more and more comfort around it. A lot of the guys now, I give them a ton of credit because they were kind of cutting their teeth on that concept. You know, it's worked really well. Um, you know, we don't, there's not a merry-go-round of clients. Like I, you know, most of the people I'm, in, I'm naming, I've been with before they made their first games or at their first games or after, um, we've been, you know, Katrin, I knew I, I, I worked with Katrin. Um, you know, we, we were like officially hired around the time of when she won her first games, but I was working out with Katrin at CrossFit New England when she was like a 19 year old kid, um, with Matt and other games athletes. And, you know, she evolved into wanting an agent. You know, I, you know, I flew to Iceland at one point and sat with her and, and advised her, but I wasn't like officially her agent. I think some of them like had to wrap themselves around the concept of somebody being involved in their life. She won and she was like, I need help, you know, but I've been with these guys, you know, thick and thin, you know, we fight, we argue, we, you know, have hard times, but you know, it's all a long play and they're in on that and it works. Awesome. I think, I think that's great. I think, uh, I think it's really cool that you said, you know, sometimes Matt will refer his competitors to you. And, you know, I think that's a testament to him because a, I don't think anybody would really do this, but it's, it's cool knowing that, you know, he wants, he, he wants you to do, to do well in life as well. He wants you, he wants you to get paid. He wants you to get, he wants you to build your career and he's not willing to be like, no, O'Keefe is my manager. He's my friend you know, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not scared to say, Oh, you know, Pat, you know, Pat, Pat, the owner's looking for a manager here. Here's the guy that I use. If you like him, great. Do you feel like it's not a good fit? I tried to help you. You know, he's probably the best dude I know, but if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But you know, I'm, you know, I want, I, I think it's cool that he wants everybody to be successful, you know, and I, I, the, yeah. the, that, that part was, you know, it's really interesting what, what people would hear and like the summation of that is just communications key. Um, sounds cliche, but you know, that's not easy. And, and I think the, you know, where, where we are as a gen, you know, as a culture move away further and further from that, like we rather text and email things, you know, not have hard conversations. 
I learned a lot the last eight years, uh, nine years. And, and one thing that I've learned over and over again is that if you communicate, it takes care of like 98% of what potential issues could be. It's like, you know, we would go to the games and by the way, this started year one and this ended with Matt's fifth victory, which is like, we always had a really good communication point on, you know, our arrival to the games where Matt would be like, you know, you're with me this weekend. Right. And like, I, you know, some people would be like, yeah, we you keep asking me that. Like that was never it for me because you know what? My job for Matt was to be a part of the solution, de-stress him, you know, my role in competition, you know, maybe I took it more serious than others, but like, honestly, I found it a vital role. Like, you know, for me, it was like, Hey, if, you know, he had to like, think about like X, like a meal, or like he had to think about like, you know, his, you know, something uniform related, or like, if, if I could ever take any of those off, like whatever, they might be like a 10th of a, a, a percent or whatever, those things can add up, stress can accumulate. You know, I took that role so seriously. Um, you know, as a caddy would, that's why I've always related that, you know, a caddy doesn't hit a golf ball or do much, you know, a lot of people think they just clean clubs, but they, you know, they play a role like that, which is like, give confidence, instill confidence, take stress away, handle things like, Hey, crowd, shut up. Or like, Hey, Matt can't sign an autograph now. Like those things are all a part of it. And, um, but Matt and I would always communicate on that the day we would arrive. Um, and I loved it. It always told me like, all right, Matt's locked in. It's time to go because he would, you know, we'd be there like in Madison for five days and it'd be loose and we're getting ready. And like, we'd get in the car and Matt would be going through his process, you know, walking to check in and he would look at me and he'd be like, you're with me. Right. And I'm like, yes, sir. I'm with you. Um, and, and it was on, you know, and, and by the way, on the other side, it's communicated to those other guys, you know, and I, we have, I'm so fortunate now I have a huge team that can then be there to support everybody else because they deserve support, you know, um, from us because they're our clients and friends and, you know, we would have other people come and, and, and do the things that would needed to be done, you know, run, do laundry. It's a dirty job sometimes, but it's awesome. And, you know, we've, we get to be in the game. And so, you know, I have Daniel who handles a lot of athlete stuff. Sammy did at one time. You want to talk about complex. Sammy was an athlete manager with me managing Pat, you know, Brent, you know, all of these people. And she's, by the way, marrying their number one competitor. You want to talk about complex. We worked through that and it worked really well. So I think you probably can work through anything if you can work through that. It's funny that you bring that up. I was just listening to, uh, I was just listening to, what the episode on your on your podcast loud, loud and live sports podcast with sammy and she talked about that and it was just it's it's so cool to me that everybody is so comfortable with with all with each other that sammy can manage pat Vellner, brent fikowski x y whoever that are all buddies with matt and everybody everybody's cool like it you know that's just i think that's a really good testament to everybody's character um i think that's a really big testament to uh how much you guys care about the athletes, you know, what you have going on in your personal life isn't more important than the people who you care about and are asking you for help. And then it works well. Um, I, so I just, I think that's really cool of you guys. And I think yeah. uh, just, from outside in, just from the outside in, it looks like you guys are doing a great job. And from what you're explaining it to me, I, I know for a fact that you guys are doing a great job. Sammy was, um, you know, it's funny that kind of hit a critical mass, not like there was ever any, stress that like you know matt demanded x and or pat and brent you know wasn't working it was really like you know i think you know sammy you know first of all her influence career was you know moving on you know and she needed a lot of attention but you know she was just like hey like i i i gotta stop doing this you know um because you know matt by the way, where a lot of credit needs to go is to the athletes on that side, right? Like, and Matt particularly too, right? Like, Matt was sharing Sammy um, at his most critical career moments. Um, and, you know, she was, like, such a vital part of our team. And I think it just got to a point where uh, his team, you know, um, and, and, and she got to a point where she was just like, hey, like, I got to go to the games this year. And she, we were still working together. And she's like, I just, I need to be, Matt focused this year and that was you know 
again, communication afterwards, she was just kind of like, it's time. Like, I got to go do my thing now. Um, and, you know, I'm proud of her. I'm also proud of scenarios like that where, you know, some people have pain around people leaving. And certainly she left the gap, right? To me, I have a lot of pride when people can go out and, and, and do their own thing, um, you know, uh, and have spent time with me because, you know, their experience with me hopefully has contributed to that, you know, and so it's, um, you know, there's a lot of people out in the world doing bigger things and, and uh, that we've worked with. And I'm proud of that. I think just from this conversation so far, I think that she has her and anybody else that's working with loud and live. I think they're learning a lot from you. Uh, I can confidently say that. Uh, so yes. with, absolutely with loud and live, you guys just bought out Wadapalooza last year. Or, no, 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 no. But, but you said bought, you say bought. I, yeah. Yeah. Bought, yeah. Yeah. You guys bought out Wadapalooza. Two thousand. That was prior to me. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, that, that's kind of that, you know, in the quick story on that was just, that's how I ended up there. Essentially my now partners, um, the founders allowed and live Nelson and Marco are Miami guys that bought into Wadapalooza in like, I don't know, I think it was 2017, even 16, right? Like they, they, um, thought it was this well, they didn't think it is. It's a badass event. They love the branding and they, they were just fascinated with the community and execution and they wanted to be in on it and thought they could help. And, and by the way, I think the guys at the time that owned it were like, yeah, we could use some help, you know, and, and you know, every business at some time hits a critical mass on whether it's people or financing. And it was a good time for them to help, you know, give the event what it needed a little shot in the arm to grow it. And um, so they bought in on it. And um, I think, you know, where, um, they found, you know, an immediate need or, you know, something that could work really well together with events with somebody that was connected to brands and athletes. Um, and, you know, so they, and they were not very, they weren't very well, you know, connected and read in on the space. And so that's kind of, I consulted them at the 18 event, um, to, to kind of make some introductions, uh, and, you know, quickly after in, but, but, you know, I don't know, a month or two after, accepted, you know, a role and merged my business, uh, the athlete management business into Loud and Live to then now, you know, what it is now operate, you know, live sports and Wadapalooza, you know, as a full-time role. Um, so yeah, that, there was a bit of an evolution there, uh, but they, they, they've owned it. Um, and now we own it for, for a while now. That's awesome. Okay. So I thought Loud and Live was your, was your company this whole time. And then you, no. You, okay. So, all right. It, 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 I mean, I'm a part of it, um, yes. but, I, but, but, uh, but I, I did not start loud and live okay. loud and live is an entertainment and marketing agency that had a desire to be in sports. Okay. And um, you know, their, their vision is, you know, and it was at the time is that sports and, and entertainment um, are just, you know, a, such a, a, a natural uh, cultural fit. And so it's true. You see a lot of music and culture, music and sport and culture, right? You know, and, and there's so many examples. I mean, Jay-Z has an agency. Like, there's so much of that that goes on out there. And um, they wanted to get in the sports business. And, you know, they wanted to find a niche. And uh, they found, a, a, a you know, a lot of love with, A, that brand and fitness, you know, and, and health and wellness. And, and we do, you know, a lot of marketing work now on that side where we, you know, work really hard with brands to tell that health, wellness, fitness, and specifically training story. It's where we feel we're, we're most expert, you know, is, is, is bringing what we think is the biggest sports story in the world together to, you know, for a brand, which is the training story. You know, training is the most recognizable sport in the world. You know, people who, you know, um, you know, people, 2 billion people train on a daily basis globally. There's only 7 billion people in the world, right? So it's, um, you know, people can relate to LeBron Ch James training a lot more than they can, you know, how well he does with the basketball, right? So it's um, it's kind of where we've cut out our niche and, and what we've, you know, we're most passionate about. But that was kind of how, you know, they founded the agency. We have a very significant position in the music world. Um, hundreds of concerts a year that that we operate and tours we operate in in north and in uh, south america and um, this was a, just a progression for them um, that i came in on awesome so now loud and live is running the west coast classic which will be happening this year well 
pending pending COVID, obviously. But no matter what, it looks, it looks like it's happening, whether it's online or in person. I got to be careful. Last year, I got pretty bold about it happening, and then two days later, I had to cancel it. That's, but yeah, we're, yeah we're, I, I, we're, do remember, we're, I do remember when that came out. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna give it a go. We feel really good about it. Yeah. I, I um you know we have two semifinal events that in uh, Granite Games will be a semifinal as well. So that'll be June fourth to sixth in in um, West Coast Classic will be uh, the 18th to 20th of June. That's awesome. Uh, so are you guys still planning on running the West Coast Classic workouts as previous regionals and games events? Because if no, is that a tip? Huh? It, that might be a tip. When, when is this coming out? Uh, if probably not until next Monday. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, I think, um, we here, you know, it's more of a question of what is the, like each event that we run, you know, has a purpose. Um, you know, there's, um, there's a theme involved in them. Um, there's, we want to create legacy history or celebrate it. Um, you know, Granite Games has a consistent, you know, John Swanson, the founder did a really good job with that event and brand and being consistent year over and kind of what, you know, built this, what, you know, um, sort of expectation around what you could, you know, what you'd get when you got there as an athlete, uh, a volunteer. And we're, we, um, cause we've done it with Wadapalooza. Like one of the things that was scariest for me was, you know, okay, here comes the business guy. And, you know, I'm a community guy, like this community has changed my life. And, um, you know, the worst thing I could have done is come into that situation and been like, you know, this is mine now and we're going to do it this way. Wadapalooza is a steamship far further down the track than I could ever control. And it's, you know, got a heartbeat and that is my job to facilitate. Right. So, you know, the heart, that is a community inclusive event that, you know, has a theme and, you know, it's, it's such a lively event and colors and, you know, it's Miami, as you know, what, like, it's just part, you know, it is what, you know, so my point is, is that's, you know, it's, you know, we're brand specialists and, um, what West Coast Classic is a classic, you know, and, and that's what we want it to be moving forward. Um, and we want to pay homage to the past uh, and history and legacy of, of, of you know, you know, what CrossFit was from the start. And, you know, it's in such an iconic location. Um, you know, I have some such you know amazing fond memories of that arena. And it's back in Del Mar, which is where regionals was. Um, you know, and by the way, like just so people understand, and I can't officially announce, but we will, um, fortunately and unfortunately be moving it this year so that we can assure people that that event will be most likely to happen. So I, you know, that announcement will be coming out on our social soon, but it will not, um, be at Del Mar in California, unfortunately. Um, it's just, you know, it's, there's risk involved in operating in California with restriction, we want to have as many people as we possibly can at the event. So we've sought out uh, a location where we feel like we can have some spectators and be assured that, um, you know, come June, we're looking like we're going to, you know, operate uh, again, anything can change, but, but yeah, that's the theme of the event is just, you know, um, you know, as programmers, as, you know, people that facilitate sport in our, in our space, like we don't feel like we always have to create, you know, we, um, we've done it at Waza. We've used programmers. We've used a collection of them. You know, we'll probably use a programmer for that event moving forward. Um, that'll be super fun for people to engage, you know, um, but that, you know, that's our job. And with that event, yeah, you'll see a lot of history there, you know, consistently. I think it's our, you know, I think it's, it's um, something we've looked at the market too and been like, wow, why aren't more people doing that? This is like badass to tie things back, see the evolution and celebrate some of the, you know, really cool history we have. Yep. I agree. And I think another thing too, like those workouts put people to the CrossFit games, like they're proven tests. They are proven quality tests, you know, regardless of the years where more injuries happen than normal. Uh, I guess, you know, those would be outlier years. Like in 17, there was all the pec tears because just a lot of the, the, the dipping, pressing, muscle ups and dumbbell snatches. But overall, like the best people went to the CrossFit Games from these workouts. So not that there's anything wrong with a programmer, 
but I mean, just look at, you know, look at the history, just like you said, you know, you, you know, utilize, utilize the history, their proven workouts to have put people to have put the best people to the CrossFit games. Yeah. I mean, they've done a great job overall. And by the way, like everybody has blips and makes mistakes or learns it's more, you know, I don't even look at them like that. They're learnings and you evolve and don't make the same mistake twice or like you know you learn from it and evolve is more of what it is because they're not mistakes like yeah unfortunately sometimes people get hurt with things that you might think is a you know a limit you want to bring people to um there's never intent around that and um it's a hard line to 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 tread you know it's um you know i have a ton of respect for everything that's been put out on the crossfit side it's our history and um, yeah, we need to celebrate it. And they're, um, again, you're right. Like you couldn't have put it better. Those are workouts that have proven to put the right people at the big show, right? And that's something we're doing. So, and it's a thing we take super seriously. I have one of the greatest program minds I know in the space on my team. Um, and, you know, he's, you know, got zero ego in that. And it's just, you know, making sure that, you know, he keeps brand and community and each event uniquely in mind as to what it should be and is. Um, we can easily put together a really good complete test at each of these events. But like, that's boring. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this will be fun for the community. It would have been I'm really bummed they didn't get to see it last year and experience it because that event would have been uh, one of the heroes of that whole season last year um comeback party to california um and the workout the workouts were epic so yeah we're, we're, we're gonna put something cool together uh, that i have very little to do with by the way um you know i can see something and say that's cool and badass but i'm not a programmer i mean i understand it i've studied it i've watched it but like that's not my strength and um i have people that are far better at that or we'll go out and seek expertise where we think you know makes a lot of sense to be diverse in our approach I like it. I thought you were about to give yourself a little humble brag saying that you're the best programmer on the team. I was like, dude, that's sick. But then you followed it up. We, I'll, I'll, it's okay. I'm the best programmer for me. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, you know, I, I get myself uncomfortable and I know it's like e-moms on machines is where I need to live, but that stuff isn't going to work in, in, in testing somebody to go to the games, but no, awesome. I am not. <laughs> I was like, man, that's just, that, that, I was like humble brag right there. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Well, awesome. So what's, what's coming up in the near future for, for Matt, o, for Matt O'Keefe? Is it just, you know, getting everything ready for all the, for all the, uh, the semifinals or the sanctionals or region, whatever you, you want to call them. It's a, it's a blend of the way the, the season is looking this year. And I really like the way the season is going personally, um, just from a huge, just a big CrossFit fan. I think it's yeah have going on is great uh is it just focusing on getting everything ready this year to rock and roll at all the events is there anything new new coming out through loud and live or you know maybe you got a new uh just a new a new business venture possibly coming up in the future or you think you're or you think your 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 plate is full right now i've got a full plate i'm always looking to add but they're they're um we're really really keyed in and concentrated on doing a great job um for the game season um and in our community and each of those micro markets um, with the two events, we have a semifinals. That's a huge, um, we've, we, we feel like we've always, you know, ground through COVID, but we feel alive again. You know, we're back, we're event people, we're back planning, we're excited. Um, you know, we're working with other events on cool stuff. Like we're, we're just, we're, we're pumped about June, um, May and June for the semifinal stage. Um, and we're starting to work on Wadapalooza. That's um, a lot of people don't realize um, what it takes to get to from point A to point B on that. Because really what happens and, you know, those that, that, that operate the games relate to this too. You know, the games ends and then the next games begins. Well, Wadapalooza ends and, you know, I'm there Monday with the team, you know, looking at things we made mistakes on. We can improve while the structures are still up the planning starts day the day after, you know, and it's truly a 12 month um, on taking. So we're deep in the planning stages of, of Wadapalooza. So that's a lot of work going on right now, getting ready. And, and I think that's going to be a big, big party um, that people, you know, I, I, I also believe the games, you know, I think, I think the games is going to be a big comeback too. Like, I think, you know, I, I feel like we're going to have a, 
a lot of people that are going to be able to go to that hopefully this year. And, and, um, but that, you know, for us, that's going to be the big, a big comeback for, you know, I think what will be an open spectator opportunity and we're going to expand that event greatly too. Uh, so we have a lot of work to do. We're adding a ton of stuff to it. Um, we'll make some cool announcements in the coming months, but we're going to add disciplines, um, you know, that make a lot of sense for what we do in CrossFit, but like, you know, think of weightlifting type stuff and strongman type stuff. Um, we're going to make some cool announcements and, and enhance the experience for everybody that's there. So we got a lot of work to do. So we're deep and dark in that and, and uh, you know, getting ready to, to, to put on some nice shows um, in Minneapolis and uh, TBD location for West coast classic in June. Come on. I can't wait. I was just, you know, just like you said earlier, you were bummed that a lot of people, uh, or you were bummed that a lot of people couldn't uh, couldn't get to see West Coast Classic. I was super stoked for it. Um, I thought the the event was going to be cool, and then you know when you announced that it was going to be all regionals events, I got really excited as a fan because I loved regionals. They were so fun. But I like it. You know, I think, uh, you know, I, I think uh, Wadapalooza is in very, very good hands. And I think the future is very bright with Wadapalooza and just the way it's constantly going to going to it's constantly going to get better. It's going to be ran better. You guys are always going to be tweaking things. And I think you guys are in or I think the competition is in great hands. Uh, well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I'm sure you have a million other things to do. But really fast, I have one two part two parter question for you. You're fitter than what you tell us. So what's your 1K row time and your Karen time? Because I know you've talked, you've talked before. <laughs> That's great. You just teed this up for me. I'm going to look really Humble good brag. right now. Humble brag. Don't, don't uh, do that. I love it. I'm, uh, my, my 1K is 259 and uh, my Karen time is um, 446. Unbroken? Um, unfortunately, no. I have done it unbroken, but not as fast. Okay. So my fastest time was like, uh, you know, I think I did a uh, hundred and thirty and twenty. Oh wow! Really? I was yeah. expecting like a like a ninety sixty or something. I have the best Karen story I've told so many times. But Matt was like when when I first got involved in the space, um, you know, Matt was competitive with me on. It was like chipping off on things that I probably could do at the time as well as him. The, but the, those two situations you've probably heard about, but you know, we got off a plane in St. Thomas and he was like, Hey, we're going to the gym. And I was like, why? Cause, cause I want to do Karen against you. I had the video. I don't have no idea where it ended up, but it was like one of these things where Matt did 90 and broken. He picked it up. He did one in the ball, like hit him in the face. He picked it up and did the other 59 and did it in like four 30 and stared me down as he walked away and kicked my ass in that workout. So you check, you broke my heart there. And then <laughs> it was funny though. My one K row is the best time at my gym and it's on the board. And Matt was doing the qualifier for the Dubai fitness championship, which was a one K row into a max handstand hold. And he was like, you know, ready to go dark. And he was like all on his mind, I guess at the time was like beating my time he smashed it by the way, he like by like three, four seconds, five seconds, whatever it was, it was, it was a, it was decent amount. And he's like writhing in pain on the floor. And, and the owner of the gym comes over and is like, what do you need? And he's like, take O'Keefe's name off the board. That's what I mean. You know? And he's like, sorry, you're not a member. That's um, awesome. Oh, so Man. yeah. So I don't know if people know how fast the 259 row is. What were they doing? At, what were they busting out of the games this past year for the, the qual part one? Or the they were all in the 250s. Like, like I, you know, it probably, right yeah, it's in the, it's competitive. That's a competitive rowing. I'm good. I was, you know, I'm good at rowing. Like I, and I worked hard on that stuff. Like my 2k was in like the 230, 630 range. Like they, they, um, but like, yeah, the best times were probably like two fifties, like low. And then the, the, there were a lot of times around my time, like high two fifties, you know? Yeah. Hum I look, I had to tee that up for you. I love, I love hearing humble. Brown. Thank you. You made me look nice. Yeah. They, they, but don't ask me what my friend time or any of that. Okay. Shit is. That's, it, it's okay. We don't, we're, we'll, that's a conversation for another day. It's all, it's okay. I don't remember anyway. Perfect. No, <laughs> I, I have, I track mine, but I mean, I, the ones that I know off the top of my head, like I know my friend time, I can ballpark my grace and Isabel time and everything else. I have to go look. I can't. I used to know all of them, but after we've done so many workouts and so many benchmarks, like 
if I know it's a PR, I might know it's a PR, but other than that, I have no idea. But well, awesome, Chief Keith. I appreciate you take you taking uh, you taking the time out of your day. Um, you know, I'm glad we find we finally got to tie the knot on this episode. Um, since we have you haven't announced anything on West Coast, I will wait until early next week to post this. <laughs> so that- uh, it'd be, but I I'm safe there. You can post it whenever you want. Okay. I just don't know when we'll be able to announce it. Uh, okay, just clearing some things to announce it, so yeah. it, it'll come out in the next week or two. Absolutely, awesome. Well, I, hey man, I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, I I've I've been following you for a while now, and I and I've always thought you were a good dude, and. I've always thought all the work that you did was awesome. And now that I finally got to talk to you and hear about it, you know, from you, uh, I can definitely, uh, I can definitely double down on that, that you're a good dude and you have your heart, your heart's where it's at. And uh, I think everybody that gets to work with you is a very lucky person. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for the kind words. And uh, I'm very, I'm, I'm very lucky, man. I get to work with a lot of cool people. I get to do what I do every day and, a lot of cool people have have trusted me and, and and give me a lot of confidence to do what I do. So I'm a, I'm, I'm grateful. Thanks for your time and thanks for having me. It's good to Absolutely. talk to you. Absolutely. Well, guys, that's it, Chief Keith. We're we're signing off. You guys have a, you guys have a wonderful rest of your day.